All right, we're on. Listening to Shards 2.0. This is the new version of Shards because it's not just me, Cameron Simmons. It's also Dan Christians. Say hello, Dan. Hey, Cam. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right. So you're my uh, audience, as I'm calling you, uh, my one audience here. I'm trapped in here <laughs> in a dark room. <laughs> and you have Cam to listen to my poem. Yeah, that's right. So He's paying me good money. <laughs> so, you know, you are a poet yourself. So, uh, tell me, what do you like about poetry? Mm. I think I enjoy the imaginative aspect. I like Mm. finding a way to enter into a different world, into my own different Mm. world, um, to explain Mm. that and to explore that and to discover that. Uh, but also to see other people's worlds and mm. to to step into their shoes for a little bit. I think it's it's really hard to grasp the inner worlds of other people. Mm. Um, and I think poetry can do a really good job of articulating that. Mm. And you're a teacher, uh, but do you ever teach poetry? Because you teach more like in media and stuff like that, don't you? I Yeah, I haven't really taught poetry. Occasionally mm. I force a poem onto students, but it's <laughs> it's pretty unusual. Right, okay. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to force a poem on you. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah. And this is for me, um, I I really loved astronomy. In some ways, astronomy was my first sort of passion as a young teenager. I got really into astronomy. I'd go out, uh, even on freezing Tasmanian nights, put on my gloves and just lie in the grass and watch satellites and, uh, you know, uh, chart the magnitude of shooting stars that I saw. So I was pretty keen for a while there. Then I realised it was boring, so uh, and I started writing poems. So no, no, I've, I've always looked at like how I, I've always found it hard to bring uh, some of the science stuff into poetry. They often feel like quite contradictory uh, worlds, or even just even contradictory vocabulary. Some of the polysyllabic science words don't easily fit into the music of poetry. So so I set myself the task of trying to write some astronomy poems. Um, so so this is why I wrote this one. So Take us away. Yeah. It's called The Asteroid Theory for the Extinction of Despair. Send me your asteroids and I'll send mine. Your words, my words, our words are asteroids flying from the soul system of one to another through the deep space that lies between us all. Deep, deep space. Often, these asteroids will fly straight through without a glimmer of recognition. But sometimes, with a bit of luck, they hit home. Colliding with a thin atmosphere of thought, they come to light, either with a momentary shooting star flash or with a cataclysmic explosion big enough to wipe out T-Rexing despair. Send me your hurtling words. From my lonely spinning sphere of self, orbiting the distant glowing sun of my soul, I'll be watching for them as they write their light across the sky of my mind, 
and I'll send out probes where I can. Meet them, greet them halfway. Send me your asteroids and I'll send mine and the space between us, the deep, deep space, might just be lessened and lightened, lessened and lightened, less end and more light. Send me your asteroids. Thank you, Cam. It's a, that's a lovely poem. So uh, I know you've read it before. I actually read it uh, yeah. to Caroline last night. It what? Was our, it was really? our going to sleep poem. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like, so, I, I was, I was just initially, I was imagining to that tune of, I don't know if you've seen it on Facebook. Um, mm. Send us an asteroid, Lord. Oh no, I just don't like know you it. You did to the dinosaurs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think oh. that's quite the metaphor you had in mind, though. But well, in some ways, no. The title comes from. Because the asteroid theory for the extinction of dinosaurs, that, mm. is, that is, yeah, that's what I'm playing on. So, um, so yeah, so I'm sort of tapping into that a bit. But, yeah, no, but I suppose, well, I don't know. I can tell you what I think it's all about. But what, what, what resonates for you when you hear that poem? Uh, send, what was it? Send me the hurtling. Send me your hurtling words. Hurtling words. Mm. I think sometimes... Um, in various capacities in life, I see people, yeah, like kind of close up and um, there's a, obviously a lot orbiting within them, maybe outside of them, <laughs> yeah. right? And yeah. it's like, just give me those words. Send send them out to me. Yeah. Put, put it out into the world so that, mm. um, so that your pain and so that the things that you're thinking about and going through can actually be processed. I mean, that probably mm. comes from my bias as being someone that's always externally processing things <laughs> and wouldn't survive if I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that's kind of, that's what mm. I see the asteroids as. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. I suppose it comes, I suppose I have that. So I suppose it's nearly a philosophical position that actually, okay, sometimes a lot of our words won't hit, right? You know, or they won't be understood or they won't be perfectly held by who we give our words to. But at the same time, if you don't send them out, like there's no chance of connection, mm-hmm. you know, and we want connection. Like I think that's an absolute base core human need. So even though... And I know some people really feel this strongly. They just feel, oh, what's the point? Or I'm not going to be heard or whatever. And so they just don't speak, you know. Or unfortunately they've had, I would probably say, traumatic experiences where they've been really shut down and really not heard. But um, so I suppose that's what I'm trying to encourage in that poem. It's just like, okay, there is space between us all, but yet, you know, throw throw some words out. The other thing that I like about it is... um Send me your asteroids, okay? Don't send me your perfectly timed oh. bow and arrow, right? <laughs> oh. S- send me the mess. Send me all of it. Yeah. Um, okay. It, it kind of yeah. reminds me of your poem, like when people say mm. it's a long story. It probably isn't. It's probably... Yeah, they've just sh- never had the chance to fully tell it and spell it out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I kind of see it um, mm. a little bit like that, like... 
don't wait for the perfect way to say something yeah. or the perfect way to communicate. Like, uh, I don't yeah. know about you, but I'm constantly yeah. drafting responses to <laughs> conversations and to people and yeah. um, I'm drafting my feelings out in my head. And like, I, I mean, there's a lot of feelings in my head that probably shouldn't be said <laughs> out loud, particularly in 2022. Right. Uh, right. But I don't know, sometimes... Sometimes I think people want to hear where I'm at and I want to hear where yeah, other people are right. at. And, you know. y- yeah, it's a really good point you made. I hadn't thought of it that way, but it's a, that's right. It's not about getting the perfect words because like, also that's so oppressive. You know, That's perfectionism and it, and it kills you. Perfectionism just stifles so many things. I'm totally all up for mediocrity. Like, you know, like I'm all up for like, well, yeah, like you just got to throw stuff out there, you know, and you got to try and... And, but I'm uh, I'm kind of with you. Like yeah. we we both work in schools in yeah. very different capacities. Mm. Uh, mm. But I I see. I mean, <laughs> I'm a perfectionist myself. But I I, I mm. see a lot of people that won't attempt things out of a fear of getting it wrong. And I mm. like I don't think that's limited to children. Mm. And I yeah, I imagine yeah. when you run poetry workshops, yeah. Cam, you see something similar. Yeah, I mean. I mean, another part of my job is, oh, not part of my life, is I work with people on the NDIS and often people have anxiety issues and mental health issues. And, um, you know, they've often had very, I would say, unfortunate and difficult circumstances they have to overcome. And it really is hard to trust not being perfect or like putting things that they're not sure out into the world you know it can be an incredibly vulnerable place and if you're a vulnerable person it's like doubly vulnerable as well Mm. so I'm not saying it's easy to you know put stuff out there but I I think I feel like you know I just say maybe I'm lucky enough to have had you know some loving environments that have let me learn to be vulnerable you know, and that actually, if I am more vulnerable, then actually that's when real connection can happen. And luckily, I've had enough positive experiences that have affirmed that within me. So, because I also really see the opposite in some people, particularly some of the clients I work with, where they've had the opposite experience. And so, for them, being vulnerable is nearly just out of the question. It's just too dangerous and too difficult. And, um, yeah, anyway, so... I like what you said about luck as well. You you mentioned it in that comment. Mm. Um, you mentioned it in the poem. Mm. Like, sometimes... Mm. Sometimes you got to, like... Like, with brainstorming, right? you got to put a lot of things out there. Yeah. And it, it's a game of numbers sometimes, yeah. right? And I think... Yeah. I mean, obviously, sharing yourself with someone, that mm. involves a degree of vulnerability. Mm. And you don't want to just do that with people that are potentially going to hurt you but at the yeah. same time uh sharing yourself with one person and then mm. stopping because that didn't work or two people and then stopping because that didn't work yeah yeah there's a numbers game to it yeah i sp- i suppose i do believe that absolutely like like my poem says i believe what my poem says wow <laughs> that's weird uh, <laughs> you're a minister of your word cam <laughs> well I, sometimes i often like read some of my poems or books and i'm like what if i actually like believe that like I also go what if I actually played that out and I actually did that recently like 
I have this one poem about. Going- is this like? Is this like living according to the Bible for a year? But instead, you decided to live according to your own poetry for one year. Well, sort of. You're just like on the street with instead of having a sign that says "free hugs," you're like, "Send me asteroids. <laughs> Send, me Send ast- them now." <laughs> well, yeah, I have often thought that because you know, particularly the last few of my books, they have a therapeutic aspect to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so I am sometimes, although I feel reticent saying you know they have levels of advice or levels of um hopeful guidance or something um some of my poems not all of them and and i have often been wondering what if i actually took that seriously or took it to the next level rather than just being words how do i enaction that so i did that recently with one poem and the poem was about going to the beach standing on the shoreline letting the waves you know lap you in the shins and um and, you know, slowly becoming aware of that all, all is tidal. And interestingly, I went there and did that. So I thought, I'm going to actually do this, like physicalize this poem, do that. And I was like, that didn't work. Like, <laughs> that was annoying. Um, and so then I just went for a lovely walk along the beach. And uh, interesting, I think I need to write a sequel to that poem because, like, I don't think that poem was wrong. I think maybe it's just a very specific sort of thing that might work sometimes. Um, so I need to write. I mean, I think some things work as a metaphor and they don't work in practice, right? That's like, true. And some, some things are pure they're, metaphors. They're, they're, yeah. You could write a poem about mm. being standing naked in the forest <laughs> at 3 a.m. as the rain's coming down. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of sounds beautiful and romantic unless yeah. you're, I don't know. It could be also really creepy and I the know. police could be involved. Like, yeah, I know, but actually doing that would just be like super yeah. painful and I comfortable the next day you'd be like why do i worship this god of poetry and metaphor (laughs) oh gee you're right i know yeah like no no interesting oh yeah wow well look i think we need to wrap it up that was it was a lovely little conversation and uh and uh thanks dan for like letting me share a poem and having a chat about a poem with you so thanks again